0: Yeah. You've had a just saying things are okay, you know? And I feel like it's just it's like there's global warming, you know, there's celebrities breaking up like and you're just saying things are okay.
1: Who broke up? No, I think we're we're good now because we levelled it during the live stream yesterday.
0: I assume someone's broken up recently.
1: Celebrity news wise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like someone's someone has to have broken up recently, that's important. Yeah. You
1: know? I don't keep my finger in that pie. Do you usually finger pies? My fingers in a few pies, yeah.
0: Is it uh, of a sexual nature, like, or is it just normal?
1: Inherently sexual, yeah. Of fingering pies, yeah.
0: Remember, um, uh, what was that American Pie? Yeah, that scene. Yeah.
1: What a classic! What a classic! Those movies were great. Do you know what? They don't make those
0: stupid teen movies anymore. There's a reason for that. Why? One is political correctness, obviously. So it's you can't make a lot of those jokes. Like, okay. Uh, Traffic Thunder, of course, is a great example where people. But they're genuinely great comedies. Who's getting upset about Traffic Thunder? The never go full or word. I don't even think I can say it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I said a lot when i driving, but you can't.
1: Shane Gillis has some of the funniest <laughs> comedy sketches in the world. American comedians are not funny. Yeah. But Shane Gillis talking about that subject mm. is some of the funnest, funniest stand up comedy in existence.
0: Yeah, the R word is uh, not, it didn't, and they originally mean that, but then it became associated with people with, I suppose, mental issues or mm. whatever, development issues yeah. or whatever. So it's, uh, you can't really say it anymore, especially now that the YouTube algorithm is, shockingly, now listens to what you say and then helps define the algorithm. Yeah. But they don't even understand how the algorithm works in YouTube. No. Or at least they say they don't understand.
1: You know what I really want to happen? I really want Elon Musk to buy YouTube. No that would be terrible He's ruined Twitter basically He hasn't yeah, He just he got has. rid of all the softcocks
0: Now he renamed it X or something X but it's a,
1: White Why? Because he had a website Like 25 years ago Called X.com mm-hmm. That he wanted to do something Similar to Twitter with So he's like fuck him So he called He renamed yeah. X, I lit, it Twitter as X His biographer was on Lex Friedman this week He's a biographer Yeah Go on And uh, he's talking about He actually speaks a lot about Elon Musk But he's done the biographies for like a lot of famous people, like Isaac Newton and stuff, right? And uh,
0: but Isaac Newton is dead. Yeah, since like the 1500s. Oh, he did. He a wrote post- a biography Thomas. on him, like yeah. Oh, well, you made it seem like he was interviewing them and doing biographies no, for them. Clearly not. Yeah, well, that's what the way you phrase. No, it. no. Everyone listening no. thought that.
1: No, nobody's listening.
0: <laughs> uh, Nobody listening knows who Isaac Newton is. But uh, he Elon Irish. Musk sounds like a bit of a fucking bit of a boy. Uh, I'd say he'd like you to believe that. It was like when him and uh, Max Zuckerberg were going fighting because, you know, they, I think there's this thing where it's like, even though they have more wealth than pretty much any human in history has ever had, Mm -hmm. probably every will be a vast majority, 99.99% of all humans, which is fine. uh, Yeah. You know, it is what they it is. They deserve every cent of that. But <laughs> some would argue against that. But I think they do. Some might say there's no ethical way of being a billionaire. No, um, which is I would think probably true. But they're trying to essentially compensate for perceived lack of manhood yes. from the general public. And you know, I get it with the Zuck. There's nothing Zuck could do that would make me think he's a not manly a soft man. guy. Yeah, there's nothing he can I, do.
1: I get it with the Zuck, like, because he is soft. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just inherently who that person is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Elon Musk doesn't seem like that, curve. Yeah, I don't know. I know, I think looking for, but like, when he bought Twitter, mm-hmm. he just brought, like, a team of his engineers from um, from the autopilot system in Tesla. Yeah. He's brought them in, and he was like, okay, this, so one of his golden rules is, you keep firing people until you have to hire 20% of the people you fired back and then you know you. So like you literally keep going until you go over by 20% and then you come back. So they went in and they reviewed all the coders. Mm-hmm. So he just got the team of engineers to look at just code. They don't know anyone. They just look at code and they rank it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They fired 85% of the people who worked there. Yeah. So they just said You're, this code is shit. You get fired. That's how they fired the first round of people. Yeah. Then the second round of people were I think the second round of people were like, are you all in or not? Do you live here or not? Can I ring you at three o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Or not? If you don't answer that, you get fired straight away. Right. Seems like we're trying to change how the company is run or whatever. Okay. And then I can't remember what the third one was. Um, He seems... Intense.
0: Yeah you got to uh, hand it to Americans For completely removing All the rights of their workers Really you know And just forcing people Zero rights Yeah it's... If someone tried to do that in Ireland Oh my god That's one of the things uh, There's a few things I want to get back to On the Neil thing But now we're on the subject Of okay. workers rights I think <laughs> You see a lot of people, we're talking about this, you know, Peter Zahan was talking about Europe and how it'll probably crumble. And I've seen this from people like Sam Harris and a few other people, uh, Yanks like Douglas Murray, who's not a Yank, but wants to be basically, okay. I've always talked about how like Europe will crumble and stuff, you know, but the vast majority of European citizens are like, yep, Europe's pretty good. I pretty like it. It's been pretty good for everyone. Things aren't too bad here. Yeah. Now,
1: there's certain like areas of work within Europe that people are like, so Ireland paid for a lot of things through giving up a lot of fishing rights. Yeah. And if you speak to a lot of fishermen about Europe, they're like, F- hate Europe, you know? Fair enough. But for the vast majority of people, yeah. Europe's a great thing. Fuck yeah. Well, like, the European Union is a great thing.
0: Ireland benefited a lot from the European Union. But even on a personal level, in terms of just travel, for example. Same y- currency. It's
1: unbelievable. Same currency. No visas. you yeah. just flight places.
0: Everyone understands, in and yeah. out. It's like, it's so convenient. Now, I know that's not a hugely meaningful thing in some fashions. Obviously, a lot of economies are supported by that, but Europe has a lot of benefits. And you know, Ireland benefited 100%. hugely from joining the European Union. Uh, there's a couple of countries who want to join. You know, Turkey have been trying to join since 1987.
1: Yeah, but Turkey so, no, no, manufacture arms on a large
0: quantity and they're committing war crimes currently. Well, Sweden are basically stopping Turkey getting into European Union. But then Turkey are stopping Sweden getting into NATO basically, so it's kind of like what's you know, happening there. Why? You... I just political yeah. geopolitics. Just like yeah, you know
1: yeah. But well, I imagine the Swedes are just like fully, fully flat expression being like, no, we did not vote against you. It. <laughs> it's like no, I can see there's a, yeah. there's a
0: Swedish flag with no to Turkey written on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the the NATO thing, all that crack. But and Zuckerberg, you know the Zuck, it's. It actually Elon Musk we are talking about. No, so, we're talking about Zuck as well. Right. You know? But they think that fighting is the thing that will make people perceive them as manly. <laughs> but that actually isn't really that big a part of it. No. It's just a perceived character that they're lacking. Like, there's just no substance, especially to Zuck, because he's a robot or a lizard man. Like, he's yeah. not real, you know. But mm. Elon Musk is... You are who you are. Just
1: be happy with it. I, to be honest now, and this is a bit of a sweeping statement, Anybody who grew up, grew up in apartheid South Africa mm. doesn't need to prove how tough they are.
0: Yeah, what are you trying to prove? Like, what's the point? You, you know? do
1: not, everybody here understands. Yeah. Nobody needs, you don't need to, you do not need to cage fight another CEO. Like, Yeah,
0: it's um, the fact that you think having a fight with another Businessman is what's going to make people think you're tough. Yeah, just shows you that you've completely missed the point of it. But particularly a fight with defined rules mm-hmm. in a
1: sports arena. Yeah, technically, sports. like Woo! go sports, <laughs> go sports, <laughs> go sports, <We're> sports! <laughs> organized sports, rule. Yeah, but like, so technically, this morning I went and fought somebody. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Yeah. I just went to training. It's a and sport. The modality of training is wrestling mm-hmm. pajama wrestling yeah it doesn't make you tough look yeah the fact that they're trying to be tough do you know another group of people who really need to have a look at themselves who for trying to be tough or trying to make their sports seem as though they're tough powerlifters yeah powerlifters talking about going to war against the barbell
0: weightlifters fall into this as well not as much not as much but they do not to cast aspersions though Sometimes American weightlifters can be guilty of that. I just knew American weightlifters were coming into this. They didn't, I'm not talking bad on them. They're Whatever going can, to war against the bare belt. I,
1: no, you're going to training. You're going to practice.
0: Look, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about this. But now that you bring it up, sometimes some American weightlifters do come across like that. A lot of powerlifters do when they get the photo shoots from the camps. And they've got like the cutting the belt on and they're like... They're kind of like this, you know, in slow motion somewhere. It's that. Like, you do you. Like, I don't care. No, and you do you
1: is great. But. But. Now that we're on the subject. You shouldn't be lighting competitions like that. How do you mean? Oh, yeah. You shouldn't. Lighting them up. You should have normal amounts of lights (laughs) so people can see what's going on. If you want it to be viewed as a sport, you should be able to see what happens. Yeah. There should not be a smoke machine. There certainly shouldn't be strobe lights and no overall general lighting
0: in the room. Are you not a fan of the mist and fog? No, man? I hate it. I don't like is the the lights and time of the music. That would really be like, Whoa. but it's all that. Like it's a production. But do you know what though? Do you remember that Sheffield competition that was on this year? Yes, in Sheffield for some reason. Yeah,
1: loads of people said it was a really good camp. That didn't. That looked like a weightlifting competition with powerlifting vibes. The lads? They had they were up on like a stage. Yeah, it was a large scale event. Mm-hmm. You could see the lift. Yeah. We've had things being presented for a new show where you genuinely can't tell mm. if it's
0: man, woman, child, alien. You yeah. don't know what it is. The, the lads from Abs sent us some video of their most recent competition and they said, how's that for lighting? But there was like fire and flames in the background. And there's a lad, that lad dresses up pirate. Come yeah. on, lads, Who is that? He's on. Why is he so prolific as well? Like, why is he going to all these powerlifting <laughs> competitions? What is going on? Is he like the Jeff? D- <laughs> What's the, um? What are the two brothers? Oh, one of them's dead now. Who used to present the UFC in all the boxing matches and stuff? Oh, the guy in the velvet jacket. Um, Dean Herbert something no, like that. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Like it will come to me later. Boxing and UFC as guys in a velvet jacket, and powerlifting as a pirate guy. You know, in
1: the blue corner.
0: But it makes no sense. Like they like him though. They love him clearly. Yeah, I actually don't think I've ever listened to him doing his job. You know, there's a great
1: bar. Yeah, called Levi's. You're talking in about Bally a pub.
0: Dihab. You're talking about a pub. Do people think you're talking about a powerlifting bar?
1: I'm talking about a pub. Yeah, a public house. They do a load of live gigs down there in Ballydehob. Ballydehob yeah. is in the middle of nowhere in West Cork, mm-hmm. and there's one of the bartenders there dresses up as a, a cowboy, right, with a fake plastic gun in his belt. Yeah, it's kind of a vibe.
0: I thought you were going to say he got into some kind of weird combat because someone thought it was a real gun. No. No, he
1: did drop the gun on the floor in front of the Mary Wallopers, a favourite band of yours. I love them. And the Mary Wallopers stopped playing the song. They're like, where we're from in Dundalk, if fella drops his gun on the floor, nobody says nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's These, um, did you see there a couple of years ago? a good couple of years ago now, it's when the police had Uzis when they're armed in Ireland, or the yes. guards had Uzis. The you see, they found a, an IRA training camp in the woods somewhere, up somewhere north, I think. I think it was in the uh, in the Republic, though. But the, it was basically in the mountains, in forestry, and they had basically sleep arrangements. It was a training camp like made of like insulation foam and plywood and stuff. Yeah. But they had an underground shooting range. So they had, like six inch maybe eight inch kind of alkaline pipes buried underground yeah and so they had like two layers of them and at the end there was a lot of tyres and then they put tyres around the pipes then they buried the pipes to insulate them from the sound and then they had two little cubby holes and they had about 20 feet of a range of those pipes and then you could either lie prone or shoot off the shoulder as target practice for that's unbelievable that's some amount of work isn't it
1: yeah I'd love if I had a big side at home I'd do that I'd probably do 10-inch piping, though. Yeah. um, That would be very nice. Mainly for zeroing rifles. Just, yeah. Zeroing, like... Underground. If it's raining, zeroing isn't great. Yeah. If it's windy, which it's one of those two things all the time.
0: Yeah. yeah zeroing
1: isn't great. Like, you probably... A 50-meter range would be lows. And you definitely, most, if, if you're buying a sight somewhere, you definitely get 50 meters, you know.
0: That's why I just like to zero it in as I'm shooting deer. You know, I just like to get to your, season, get to season. Your get,
1: lackadaisical get. approach to deer shooting and rifles is—it's how I approach strength training.
0: But it's surprisingly how accurate I am is the real surprise to everyone. You know, it's surprising the shots I make are very good. Sometimes, the in the last season I was in top form, like I was peaked. It's such a shame then, because the season's over and then I lose all my sport-specific skill again.
1: No, but you don't have to lose it. You could literally come target shooting with
0: us any time. I go target shooting at home sometimes. So once every three months, like At the month before the season starts, so I can make sure my rifle's fine. It's just yeah, free and loose. Yeah, that's how you feel. That's that's how I feel about you when you're sucking strength training at the moment. Yeah, yeah. how yeah. is training going there?
1: Uh training time, I just had to take another week and a bit. Yeah. Ten days off training for yet another staph infection. But we've got Alex Kiekel on the on well, we've Alex Kiekel and a dose of antibiotics that would kill a horse.
0: You're finished antibiotics yeah.
1: now. Yeah. Um so this dose of antibiotics is my fifth this year. So it's my fourth staph, <laughs> staph infection. I also had scarlet fever. Which nearly killed me. Yeah, um, that was that was bad. Yes, so five doses of penicillin this year. Uh, I've been I've been assured that I won't get antibiotic resistance.
0: Yeah, antibiotic resistance is usually is if you didn't finish the course, so, yes. so you were to throw it away, and that's more of a a global thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. not going to cause you antibiotic resistance. Yeah. You could contract antibiotic resistant bacteria potentially or get infested with it, but yeah. there would have to be somewhere where that's a thing, you know. So, MRSA. Yeah. So there's no fear realistically of that no. kind of thing. There's a lot of good methods actually been developed that aren't antibiotics for the antibiotic resistance thing. So okay. Remember, for a long time they thought that was going to kill us. Yes. Uh, there's some interesting techniques been developed fairly efficiently. Uh, there's stuff like bacteriophages, which are just viruses mm. that specifically target bacteria. But if you could engineer those specifically for the bacteria that you just want. If you could do those specifically for staff, it would be so handy for Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's so weird because our gym is really clean, you know. Uh, so clean. It's just you had Lyme disease last year. <laughs> And I said, Dara, I think you might have Lyme disease. It's actually two years ago. And I was it two years ago? Yeah. Oh my god, it was. Yeah. Anyway, I said you should definitely get a Lyme disease test because you're tired a lot and I think you have Lyme disease. And if anyone's gonna have Lyme disease, you're gonna have this it. This guy right here. And you didn't get it. And lo and behold, everyone, just for a record, turns out Dara did have Lyme disease when I said, I think you have Lyme's disease. Yeah. Absolute testament to your mental fortitude for not letting it affect your life. Just too big and strong to get pulled down by, you know No, brute force and pig ignorance <laughs> I, to be honest, having just
1: been working for myself for a long time mm-hmm. And having, previous to that, just had a very injured brain yeah. I thought that's this is how people feel all the time <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: You were exhausted someday Exhausted and just like frazzled all the time I'm kind of glad you got over it and now you got the test results because I can mm. be smugger now. Because if you still had it, I couldn't be smug that you'd have yeah. Lyme disease. I'd be like, "Oh shit, you better yeah. fix this." But now I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, just too big and strong." So okay, Alex has given some yeah. recommendations and hopefully will put the caboose in it. Yeah, the uh, I fun- really I just need to get my gut back online as well. It's the interesting thing about the gut stuff seems to be that if you have a well established gut, it's very elastic. Yes, but it's also if you have a Poorly established gut microbiome It's also elastic to that, you know So it takes a lot of encouragement Yeah
1: See I used to be able to Like I ate raw chicken breasts uh, (laughs) When I was in college Didn't get sick Ate a lot of gone off food Never got sick Like Things that would have killed people
0: I'll have my chicken rare please
1: Yeah Most sandwiches I ever ate in my life Had mud or sand in them
0: Ah, That's good for you though
1: Exactly So that actually is good for you. But I do think the last twelve months of being on antibiotics every single month really will have fucked that.
0: The but you have a lifelong gut microbiome history there, you know. Yes. So hopefully once you're given enough They'll time crawl back up out. Yeah. That you'll your gut microbiome will establish itself, you know.
1: And to be honest, it's not even just about my gut. It's yeah. just the office toilet really can't take it anymore. Can't
0: take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, running out in the middle of meetings. Yeah. No, I think you'll be okay.
1: I'd say I'd be Grant.
0: Yeah, you've, um, people survive much worse, you know. Way worse, yeah. Now,
1: scarlet fever did nearly kill you. Scarlet fever did nearly kill me. And it nearly killed the secret
0: training camp in Portugal. It wasn't that we were going to have to cancel it, but it was going to be like, was Dara going to be able to make it there? Yeah. And normally, <laughs> so we'd rented a car. And normally when we're on these trips, obviously, Dara lived for them and is super yeah. excited. Love it. And we were driving along the south coast of Portugal, like the Atlantic on the left, new places on the right. I was driving along Happy out, and there was basically fading in and out of consciousness to my right and just couldn't pep him up.
1: Just couldn't even like hold the phone up here yeah. for Garth to see Google Maps.
0: You actually, that was abysmal.
1: Jeez, that was, I was bait. Yeah. And then we had some friends who were coming over, we are sharing an Airbnb with them. Met them that evening, and I literally couldn't get out of bed. Yep. They went off and
0: explored the island. Do you know what's funny is some practitioners, some therapists, right. will selectively use antibiotics to create a barren and essentially, to seed a better microbiome. No way. Now, I'm not saying that's a good idea. Yes. And time will prove that correct or not, but... And I don't know how much success to use that, but there's more than one therapist who have spoken about that, where they'll use antibiotics and then reseed it. I don't know. I don't think that's a great idea. Generally, taking. Super
1: it, interesting, though.
0: It's really interesting the way medicine is going. I think yeah. we talked about this, was this the last yeah, week we before, that the way it is going, you know. And yeah, that's. Uh, the problem is that might be looked at upon like getting leeches. You know. Th- the equivalent of
1: that in, like, orthopedics as well is, like, no, we're obviously not going to repair your ACL. Here's a set of blades. And we're going to cut your leg off instead. <laughs> that, you know?
0: That's literally what that could be. That yeah. could be fully akin to just being like, yeah, let's amputate the lecture.
1: But also, what gut biome are you putting in there?
0: It's someone else's poop. You yeah. Out, you know, it's not actually poop. Yeah. They spin it down and stuff. And you do they spin the, it down, though? It, 100% they do. They have to. It wouldn't work otherwise. You couldn't just eat someone else's shit, like... You couldn't just get a call and ask me if someone's poop. You have to... <laughs> You're it. just human, centipede, like... <laughs> <Do> you know, <laughs> You know when you get a swell in the brain... I know it well, yeah. <laughs> sometimes they have to relieve the pressure. Yeah. I'm not sure how they do it anymore. I, I assume there's pharmaceutical interventions, but one of the techniques used to be just opening a hole in your brain yeah. to relieve the pressure to save your life. And they used to do things where they'd get basically a, a hand drill... And they'd cut probably about an inch wide circle of bone in your brain. So this could be yeah. on the battlefield or something from trauma. And they take out this lump of skull and relieve the pressure. And what they used to do was generally silver coins and just screwed them into your head. That's so fucking But mental. people survived. Yeah. It relieved the pressure. All that quote-unquote gunk came out. Yeah. And uh, you just went along with a silver coin in your head, probably a Spanish silver coin or something. Yeah. That is madness There's evidence of mummies From a couple of thousand years ago With I think they're called It's not tracheotomy It starts with T Trauma I think Is what it really is <laughs> But uh,
1: Imagine that Imagine though So you're just You've just fought a battle Maybe it's 12 hours Maybe it's 36 hours mm-hmm. You're Unconscious Underneath a pile of bodies You've obviously had a big bang to the head You're probably being stabbed a few times Yeah And then somebody has to drill Into your skull
0: No oh, anaesthetic
1: no anesthetic.
0: No painkillers. Nothing. Even if you had a few magic mushrooms, you'd be all right. Yeah. Transcend. Imagine how bad a trip that'd be. Oh, my God. I thought someone was drilling into my head. Oh, my God. Turns
1: out we were. <laughs> no, but I don't think I don't think shrooms were ever used as like a... Like, definitely cocaine and stuff was used. Mm-hmm. Sorry, cocaine's still used as a numbing agent. Lidocaine. Yeah. When you get your... Gums done or whatever. Yeah. Um, Get your gums done a lot, do you? No. <laughs> to the detriment of my dental health, uh, but I never. I don't think shrooms are ever used like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that really work to be honest. Yeah. In fact,
1: sh- someone freaking out because they're tripping balls on shrooms might not be great if you're trying to drill a hole within I- five millimeters of their brain.
0: It might actually leave some lasting psychological damage. You might say.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of people say there's no issues at all with psychedelics. But some people just go mental. It,
0: some people go mental smoking weed as well. That's, That's mainly well established. what I was thinking about. Yeah. You were thinking about the schizophrenia thing? Yeah. Mostly males as well, mm. which is interesting. And a know, certain what's the point? Of going
1: mental? Obviously, you don't do
0: it on purpose. Like, no, no, but
1: what's the point in habitually using it that much? Mm-hmm. If you're like, ah. Oh, I know now it's one in five thousand. Yeah, but come on, you could just lose touch with reality forever and never come back.
0: Would that be such a bad thing, though? Yes. What if your new reality was class? It was a really good new reality, and you were <clears throat> you were having a swell time. You know.
1: So if I was in that situation, the you reality wouldn't, you wouldn't I, know. No, but the reality I would like. Right. Would be so. Coke and hookers. No. No, I I want to go way more mysterious than that. So, Oak and dragons. Say before it happens, there, right. I've yeah. been successful in the world of finance.
0: You haven't been. Go on anyway. No, come on. Imaginary. Put me in how some many, reality. So how I many realities? In, so okay. we're
1: just going one step down and then we'll finish at two steps down. Right, okay. So the reality I'm in yeah. <laughs> right now is 33. Been successful in the world of like trading and finance. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm in a gap between positions, so maybe I left one firm, got a bit of a golden handshake. I have a big portfolio myself.
0: Yeah, the allegations have followed you.
1: The allegations have followed through now, mm. um, and I'm waiting on a court date. Yeah. And I I go on this, like, fucking weed-smoking bonanza. I go to Amsterdam for a weekend, right? You're right. So I'm highly liquid in terms of financially, I can support myself. Okay. Uh, I've no ties to back home or whatever. As opposed to now. As opposed to now where I have a dog. Yeah. And I'm in Amsterdam. I just trip balls and I lose all touch reality, right? The reality I want for myself Mm -hmm. is that I move to like South America somewhere. Yeah. Maybe Brazil. I go to the jungle and then I set up an imaginary CIA safe house Mm -hmm. that I'm going to keep safe forever.
0: What? (laughs) What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? How much are you talking about this there? So, right. What do you mean? You buy a small house. patch of land. Right. But what's the CIA got to do with this? Because I'm a secret agent. Oh, I get it. Okay. You could do that anyway. You could pretend that now in your reality. But I'm a secret agent. Right? In stage one of the reality, you could do that with your finances. No, no, but stage two. No, but in stage one, you could. But
1: stage one, I'd always know that I wasn't a secret agent. And I'd be like, I'm kind of laughing
0: here. And that's where getting baked comes in. Yeah.
1: So I get super baked. Suddenly, I'm a secret agent. The born fits a him, mm-hmm. and I moved to South America. I set up a little patch of land, maybe like a small little town, right? Or yep. city, say 50,000 people. Yeah. I get myself set up, find a house, get the house done up, put like a bunker into it, loads of security stuff, get an arsenal of weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is set up, and then I just stay there forever waiting for them to call me.
0: Okay I you get know. it Why How long have you been thinking about this there? It sounds at least In the last Four minutes Yeah <laughs> So this is super specific Yeah In current reality You've got a new dog New baby yeah Murphy Murphy Murph is right like Murphy It is I
1: call him Murph all the time But he has no He has no concept Of what his name is anyway Is he listening to Murph? He listens to nothing Yeah He listens to oh, And he just stops And then if you're like this He'll sit down and if you tell him to like Like he does listen He
0: just doesn't know What his name is Do you think he could be On some kind of weed I think he's on cocaine And methamphetamine Do they call that an 8-Ball I think 8-Ball is coke and meth Isn't it I think so the, um, Whatever it is He's on it Zach Bryan has a song Called 9-Ball Oh He references 8-Ball In the song But I think a 9-Ball Might be Wait Is there not whiskey And something in there As well though 8-Ball we, isn't the term Used in Ireland I don't think No Wasn't a shitload of coke As well though it is a big bottle of coke, yeah. I feel like this might demonetise us talking about this. Will it? I'm just trying to think what reality I'd like if I was so baked that, you know, that I had what to... What would you like? I don't know, really, to be honest with you. I'm pretty happy with my current reality, to be honest. I like my current reality. I wish I was healthier. Uh, but it's your fault. <laughs> you know, they tested those ticks in Ireland and they tested them in Kerry. And they are like, nope, none of them have Lyme's disease. But we,
1: we know loads of people who have Lyme's disease.
0: I've never heard of more From people. deer as well. Yeah, hundred percent from yeah. deer. Plenty of people have forgotten gotten them from just walking around the place. Yeah. Um it's funny is they don't seem to have these on continental mainland Europe. And people obviously come to Ireland lots of tourists every year, millions of people go to the national parks, lie down in the grass and watch oh along God, grass. Yeah. Germans, Spanish, Italians I would have thought they have ticks, but people I've seen people and I've heard of people being like you've don't go in there just yeah. ticks and they're just not paying attention we know somebody who's a
1: boat driver in the national park and he just saw a load of people lying down on the grass I think it was up by Kay Kearney's cottage mm. and he was like oh, what are you doing yeah they're like oh the sun is so beautiful you know <laughs> And he was like You'd be fucking dead by Christmas
0: Yeah you And the one thing about Lyme disease Is a tick has to be on you For quite a while Yeah Before you it's get It's like 36 hours or something But you always check yourself for ticks Which is always. so strange But they love you It's so strange They're obsessed with me Yeah I've never had a tick Never had a mosquito bite in my life The only things that eat me Are horse flies in Ireland And by God do they eat me <laughs> I'd be You don't feel the pain Until they're gone you know Because they use a little bit of Anesthesia or whatever Yeah they will lay the You can milk them for it and I just look down and I'll be like, oh, that was sore. I'll see just a big trail of blood yeah. down my leg. It's so... They just gash at you. But it's only the only insect that seems to cherish me. Yeah. All insects love me. It's so strange. Yeah. I've seen so many ticks on you after hunting. It's so yeah. weird. But they... How do they make it to your like waistband and neckband and stuff? So they just hunting? jump
1: up on you and they'll just crawl up.
0: You'll see them most of the time. You see them when they're moving. like I see them on you. Yeah. It's so strange. Yeah. I've never had one on me. It's they... like... Love me. Do you must have that weird like delicious sugary blood? I have the three percent blood, whatever that is. is three percent glucose. No, that means you're diabetic.
1: <laughs> that means there's No, I think you're less than three percent of the population of this blood type, but this blood type can be given to nearly every other blood type.
0: No, your glucose disposal mechanisms are fucked. You're diabetic, that's what that is. Uh what blood type am I? I have no idea what blood type I'm in, to be honest. Do you not give blood? <laughs> they tell you they I actually must give blood. I yeah. should. It's not you don't see the ads as much anymore for it. Yeah. I keep thinking about that actually. I need to give blood and I don't uh It
1: used to be a big thing in our rugby club that
0: everybody give blood all the time. It used to be a big thing actually, it yeah. used to do gap actually, just come to the gap pitch, that was it a yeah. lot. It's uh therapeutic phlebotomy is a thing sometimes talked about. Like leeches. You know what? It's basically yeah. it's literally the same mechanism mechanism of action, like they're donating blood. I don't know, the research on that would be intricate, I would say. Yes, um, like that clearance of old blood blood cells, encouragement of erythropoiesis, stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty, like, yeah, I don't know. But uh, and is it really going to work unless you get that virgin's blood pumped back into you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but sure, I have my own virgin blood right here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to get someone else's virgin. Never, You're the one I've been buying it this from. They're the one they've been taking it from. <laughs> There's that. You know they've done that with the mice, so they've given them. Not virgin mice blood, but just mice blood. Baby mice blood, yeah. Baby mice blood, it does seem to have some effects. Yeah. Your man, the guy you hate, we're talking about Brian Johnson again, but has given his son's blood to his father. Right. And they're going to... Who was talking about this? Was this Mark Bell? That sounds like something Mark Bell would talk about. Was it Mark Bell or was it Stan Effering? Basically,
1: when their father was dying, they went back home. Yeah. um, For a few months and they were he needed blood transfusions or whatever and they were giving it to him but obviously Uh, that's
0: totally different if you need particular whoever it
1: was was like dosed up yeah, and they were like he was doing great
0: (laughs) that does sound familiar actually I don't know was that Mark Bell donation of blood for people with deficiencies is different but the uh, donation of blood for or the the gifting of blood for lifelong vampire purposes is interesting yes you have to imagine there's some billionaire out there with someone trapped in their basement and they're taking blood from them
1: I assume there's organized crime groups who farm people for blood.
0: You know, they're pretty close to pigs' hearts with a little genetic engineering, being able to get transfusions. No way. Yeah, so pigs' organs are very close. Yeah, a lot of the yeah, a lot of I think some of the surgeries used to use them. I used to use pig skin. I think it looked realistic. And movie effects used to use them. Yeah. I know on like ballistic testing and stuff, they mostly use pigs. Like your belly looks just like a little pig's belly. (laughs) Like if you shave it, it's just like a little piglet. (laughs) It's just a massive row of nipples on each side. (laughs) Twenty-four nipples. Yeah, it's getting weird, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. Actually, speaking of nipples, the new puppy Murphy. Yeah. Uh every time you meet my old dog, Seiko, mm-hmm. just immediately starts feeding from her nipples. Oh my god. But like there's nothing coming out like And he has no? he has full on teeth like Are you putting the caboosh Oh yeah, fuck yeah. It's, Seiko would hate that, I think. Seiko hates it. She just like puts her head in between your legs and just like cowers in.
0: Yeah, you need to make sure the relationship is good, Joe. You know? Yeah. Seiko is a princess. Yeah. At Seix. the
1: moment Murph is a like
0: fourteen year old crackhead. On SARMs. Yeah. On all the Sarmes. Saw a really funny t-shirt there with Lance Armstrong. And it was just a like, family guy style drawing of Lance Armstrong, but he's super jacked.
1: And Pris- Princess Diana, ball.
0: Well, oh, yeah. Princess Diana with Jack arms. That Th- was hilarious. That one's a little bit more like sensitive, I would say, for some people. Do you think? Of course it was. Yeah, she she was so popular. So. Yeah. I was literally listening to a video this morning of talking about MI5 agents who whistleblowed in the 90s. So probably 96, no no, no later not 99 And they went on the run And it was just slowly So they had a gag order taken out by M5 on them To let the British press Not talk about this or make them not talk about it And then there was, this, they obviously wanted an investigation Going on And um, they were getting a little bit of traction And they fled to Paris or France And a week later, Prince Stan died And their whole story got kind of covered up Obviously for ages on Prince Stan is death And what were they whistleblowing about? So one of them was the plot by MI5 to assassinate uh, Gaddafi. Muad'Damir Gaddafi, yeah. So General Gaddafi, or Colonel Gaddafi. Colonel Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Well, he got assassinated in the end the yeah. in 2011, but uh, they were supporting him or something at the time. Or was not the CIA were supporting him for a while? Yeah. But they were whistleblowing on something like that. They were also, there was these Palestinian students who were basically wrongly accused of attempting to bomb the Israeli the embassy in London and okay. they got convicted and these MI5 whistleblowers had evidence or they knew MI5 had evidence to very clearly show sure that they had nothing to do with that. They didn't they didn't know nothing at all to do with it and they kept covering it up. Those students were in jail for like 15 years and Jesus stuff. Christ, yeah. It's one of those lad Bible things actually, you know? Yeah. There was a really interesting guy actually uh, I think you should listen to him. He was an ex SAS soldier and but he was in like the 90s and the 2000s so it's kind of the cowboy days essentially Mm -hmm. for a lot of that stuff and I assume still is but he went work in the private sector and stuff and he went to a lot of different places initially with the sas and one of the things he was working on the pirate ships so basically piracy is like massively reduced now because there's loads of like effective mechanisms but on the kind of east coast of africa yeah and for a while in the initial days there was billions stolen Every year from yeah. Somali pirates, and they essentially had no defense mechanisms for a while because it was kind of, it was, people weren't really keeping up with it, essentially. You know? Yes, and and I think the insurance companies were just paying it off. Yeah, so he was doing a lot of that in the private sector. So he left the special forces and joined the private sector, and he said there was a story of him at one stage. He said they basically. Like, if this left L- London or UK, he couldn't can't even carry a knife or a gun in some of these ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas if it was a, a Russian ship, obviously, he could have whatever he wanted or a different company yeah. zone, you, know, you know, someone who's been invited to do it. But yeah. this is in the early days where he basically got a load of, like, chicken wire and had nothing. So he knew that the pirates wouldn't have great shots, basically. And he said this, like, they're coming up one day and he tried to scared him off with a wooden gun out to show him he had a gun. And he threw something at him like a bag of bolts and it didn't work. And he said they were trying to hatch onto the edge. So he ran to the kitchen and grabbed the fridge and threw it down on top of them. Holy shit. Yeah. So hectic. Oh my God, yeah. Very hectic. But though he said the money in the private sector, <clears> he was <throat> in Afghanistan and Iraq in the private sector. Yeah. He said like some years there you could be earning like two or 300K or something. Yeah, I pounds. believe it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pounds yeah. sterling. See, sometimes it was like, Massive pay, no danger. Sometimes it's huge danger, no pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the fucking... If the objective wasn't successful or whatever. Yeah, he was talking about as well... Obviously, you know, his life deteriorated a bit at one point. Not obviously, but he kind of started drinking a lot. And he said one day he just got arrested by the police for some... uh, An altercation with his neighbour, basically. Yeah. And he... Uh, you'll appreciate the phrase But he said He kind of looked himself in the mirror And just had a chat with himself And was like What the fuck are you doing basically Like you need to sort it out You know Yeah It's um, It is
1: <clears throat> Nobody gets out of that Scot-free Yeah You know Even when you see the most Well-adjusted people Yes And then you Watch them for long enough Or you talk to them for long enough You realise nobody's Nobody gets out with clean hands Like
0: There's a lot of um, A lot of books and TV shows From some of them Yeah Mostly it seems to be the UK special forces seem to kind of go that route.
1: I know in the US you have to have your book approved by your, uh, like, superior command.
0: Yeah, I have to read through it or whatever, make sure there's no yeah. secrets. And then
1: even for, like, for fiction writers who were previously in the military, yeah. like Jack Carr and stuff, yes, have to have their fiction books reviewed by their former commander or whatever do you read any of these books yeah any good yeah pretty
0: good are they kind of like Tom Clancy stuff
1: very like very very like that Uh, there was I remember there's one talking about like a Taliban prisoner and he I can't remember what book it was but he basically takes a butter knife and whittles it down over a few weeks and then attacks a few guards gets an AK and as he's coming out and he at one point phrases it as slamming his finger into the trigger and I was like you really don't slam a trigger you know but, that's why? Not, but that's that might not have been not him Proper word or wait it. was this a fiction
0: thing yeah oh okay so okay, okay. he's
1: describing and then from, they ruined that book for me but I read books from him
0: after but he was Tom or he, Jack Carr was, was, was actually was yeah yeah slamming a trigger well if it's like my trigger and it's like rocks solid, you'd your your
1: trigger's it. disgusting
0: your trigger's disgusting
1: because the gun's not clean
0: No that's not clean I clean it all the time
1: No Yeah but you haven't Taken your gun Out of the stock Yeah And cleaned the trigger
0: It was always a heavy trigger Not that heavy This is like I was unsure If the safety was off Listen (laughs) I just You Don't even know What you are talking about But uh, Yeah That's um, Oh you found your antus I did find my antus Yeah Where were the antus So they were in a little basket covered in like wrist wraps and Uh, the Kazakhstan knee wraps. A miscellaneous gear basket. And it was on top of a wardrobe and I looked casually, but there's loads of other boxes and stuff and I kind of missed it. And then I went out to my parents' gaff and I was checking there and I found another pair of Ram 2s that I forgot I'd own. I think it's my third pair of Ram 2s that I owned. So I had the initial, no, actually I think this might be the first pair of Ram 2s and then I got the blue ones. Then I got the black ones for the Europeans, and I sold those. I wish I held on to those, to be honest, but, you know, it's must when you're in college and you get yeah. free stuff to sell. Yeah. And then I still have, like, three pairs now of Ram 2s or whatever. So you've had five pairs in total? Yeah. More nice. than a nice. small fortune worth of Ram 2s now. Yeah. And I've someone to shoot. I found my original iron, no, strength shop shoes. Did you fuck? Yeah, the small blue ones. Uh, Holy the, shit. The handmade ones, I think they were. Yeah. They... No, they're, they're a made collectors. in Turkey. I don't know where they're made, but they're a collector's item because you can't get those anymore. No, they're a first pair of weightlifting of shoe. I'm trying to think.
1: My first weightlifting shoes that I had were uh, the Reebok ID. So the Reebok you used to go onto their website and you get to pick the colors. They and you pick colors. Pair I owned, yeah, that's so out of character. Gray and navy.
0: Actually, gray and navy. Yeah. Oh, the really the, the terrible one, pair of shoes. Terrible, yeah. The ones Black Ops is heels. wearing. Yeah, come on. Come on. That's why you did is isn't it? That's why you did it, yeah. You snatched 100 kilos and those, is it? No.
1: I did all the training for snatching 100 kilos and those. They're the worst pair shoe ever. And then I got... Uh, Ryan Flanagan in Limerick gave me a loan of his Addy Powers, the red ones. And I did, like, a few weeks training in them and snatched 100. And then I got white Addy Powers after that.
0: What are you... You have the blue rams still. Yeah.
1: White Addy Powers for ages. Then I got the black and red Addy Powers... They were terrible Then I got The Antas The red and yellow Antas You know Mm -hmm. the Chinese Antas Yeah And then But I had them And they were slightly the wrong size So I gave them to Johnny Shields Oh yes I think John bought them off me
0: These are People don't know What these people are talking about But These are a terrible pair of (laughs) shoes
1: They're actually They're uh, my favourite looking shoe In the world ever Oh they look And they're just These bad boys
0: Yours are ruined Did you use them much? think i've
1: trained them five times which they, is the total amount of training i've done in the last year
0: this so they look great and they this whole thing is so fine good. this is so solid yeah i'd uh but they're just so small fitting they're just for nice. me the issue is out here on this lateral edge yeah if you've normal size feet yeah who was making shoes and just being like yeah i think a maybe, lot of the f- yeah. maybe the germans have very the problem with a lot of equipment manufacturers, both past and present, is that a lot of the times by the time they have the finished products, they haven't really had someone who trains hard use their product, be that shoes or belts or you know, bars or whatever it is, it's a, definitely a failing. But it's noticed.
1: because it's so inefficient. Like if yeah. you think about the amount of time we took formulations of seek asleep for mm-hmm. The amount of times we change in and out ingredients, both Mm. of us constantly, Mm -hmm. our athletes constantly doing formulations of it. Like, those things take a lot of time. Yeah. And for big companies, that's not it. Like, for big companies, it's like, oh, the 2023 line needs to be sorted by the midway through
0: 2022. But it's such a short-sighted way of approaching things because, you know, you're going to have a bad product, you have a bad name. Like yeah. Nike have a bad name currently, kind of, because everyone's like, "I need the old version of their shoe that you can't get anymore." Yes, Adidas have now a terrible name. Mm. They had the market sewn up. They had everything. It, it was, was theirs for the taking. But there's even like modern, smaller scale manufacturers of different kind of equipment who clearly just haven't had equipment where people train in it. You know? Yeah. You know who's really consistent is Hook Rip.
1: Hook Rip are phenomenal, yeah, but that's just down to Nat.
0: Not, yeah, he goes to China and multiplies, yeah. checks out the factories and stuff And
1: he gets it, you know There's a lot to be said for somebody who's made their fortune
0: And now has a business where they're fully emotionally invested in it But is that because he's a diligent person And it's not because he'd made his fortune But he would have put that same amount of effort in anyway, you know Yeah, that's a good point Those anthas are actually the original hooker puns Are they? The red for- and yellows? No, the black and red ones. Oh yeah, sorry. No, they're before you could buy them in here from Manta even. How did I get mine? I think it, you got them after. Is it maybe? No. How did you get? I definitely yours? had mine
1: before. You got them from Manta, didn't you? I got them. I think I bought a pair from Hook Grip, and they got delivered to the states, and my dad collected them. Because these are the ones with the Hook Grip logo on it. Mine are the China ones.
0: Yes, I'd forgotten Do you how mind much if the Hook logo on them. I which which ones? The red and yellow. You don't, yeah. Where are they now? John has them. Oh. They're in Boston, Mass. I forgot how much art supports the Antas give you. Yeah. I always remember them being great for squatting. I really like them for lifting. I love them for lifting. Yeah. They, I like them. No, I actually, no, they're a bit too high for lifting, I think. They're a bit too rigid. I wouldn't have that issue. Yeah. You're always baked. What? You're always high. No, I'm always restricted in the ankles. But uh, it was just, I think we were, were we talking about it? Because I was talking about the barefoot squatting Mm. feels quite nice. Mm -hmm. And then I was kind of trying out different stuff and the ROM twos are obviously nice for squatting. They're solid, but the, I really like the space from barefoot squatting. It just feels so solid against the ground. Yeah. Such rigidity I don't have fallen arches or pronated ankles or anything like that, so I don't have an issue with maintaining an arch, you know? Yeah. So trying to find something that kind of replicates that in the shoe is hard. I tried the Addy Power, no, the Addy Stars, no, the Ironwork Twos or Trees. Ironwork Trees, I think. They're the Addy Stars or whatever. These are Addy Stars 2008. Yeah, so I tried the Ironwork Trees, smaller heel in them, which is good. I don't need the full heel necessarily for squatting, but I was trying to see if I could find a happy medium. But the, even though the Antas are obviously quite high, they have a load of arch support and they're so solid. Last night I did 250 by five of them. Yeah. Uh, so I think the Ant is
1: probably the best option for you.
0: Just for squatting though. But yeah. if I was still waiting, I wouldn't No, I mean them.
1: for this
0: next month. Yeah. And my best front squat is 240s in the Antas. So, you know, they're, they are really feel the stability of them on, you know. Now, the big question everyone's
1: roaring in my ear to ask you is, in the weeks following your big squat, mm-hmm. are you going to do
0: a big front squat? I think you should Just stay peaked Stay tapered Give it a week or two You know that's not feasible Like You know that's a stupid question You know that's dumb. That'd be
1: class
0: You it's know Probably that? front squat 260 You know that's a dumb I haven't front
1: squatted in 8 months But everyone knows You don't need to front squat To be good at front squatting
0: That's true Now I don't know I was thinking about this But I don't uh, I haven't done any front squats You see I'm still doing my elbow rehab Which is going very well Thanks to Dr. Steph performance Yeah yeah, but I've really haven't done any. Probably what's more on the agenda is 200 for 20 reps is really more of a of a, a concern. To be honest with you, so that'll probably be it. But a front squat, I don't think I could hold the strength enough. Right, front squat like 250 or 260. Okay. Quickly enough, I recover my front squatting abilities quickly enough. Mm-hmm. If I didn't do doing some front squat, I think it'd be feasible. But I don't know. Maybe. Um, I might have a look, but front squats are heavy. Yeah, front squats are heavy. A 240-feeler front squat is heavy. Yeah. So 250. Front squats make you super tired. Yeah. I'll have a look, but I don't yeah. uh, I don't have any gra to do you it. You don't have it
1: building inside you. If, I think you should do 220 for as many reps as you can do.
0: I've done, f- it's either 12 or 14, I think. Like 220 for 20 people in your That would be sick. You have the gusto to go and do it as well, like. Two twenty for twenty. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely. You've definitely the capability of doing it. Yeah, it would take a lot of work. Two twenty for twenty would be sick. But I might fucking deviate an art or something there. Like, ah, you've a big healthy heart in <laughs> you. That's the problem. It's not supposed to be big. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thanks so much for watching this week's Shed talk.
1: Yeah, we'll be um, back again. With a long form next week.
0: Just so everyone knows, uh, a lot of things we say are are just humor. In this, sometimes there's comments where people think we're being serious. Yeah. And uh, the, just the odd time, most people get the humor, but the odd time there's a comments and people are like, like obviously there's certain cases where we're being humorous, and obviously there's certain
1: cases where we're being not humorous and deadly serious. And like the case we're talking about American weightlifters. <laughs>
0: You just don't know Is the problem Or something When I give out to you on camera Sometimes people think I'm joking But I'm deadly serious Oh yeah I'm actually so fucking annoyed at you Our life in here Is fucking torture Yeah no It's like Working with you is the worst Joe
1: If you were to put a bandana On your head Yeah Tie the top button Of that shirt Hey Cholo Put on like a wife feeder And then pull your pants down So it's kind of Straddling your ass Mm -hmm. You'd pull off that Like
0: Hey I would love to do Seeky Strings shirts I would love to do a nice shirt.
1: We are not a formal dresswear company. Could be if we wanted to be. No, you know what? We're a sports
0: performance company. and we Could be a sports performance shirt. What? Yeah, it could be. People wearing flannels in the gym. <sighs> a drink at some stage would be so cool. <sighs> a
1: drink would be pretty
0: sick. Yeah. Pre workout's next. The pre workout is marching along. Yeah. Marching that very
1: well. it be sick. This pre workout's going to give you things that no other pre workout in the world has given you.
0: Yeah, so a lot of times, obviously, when people are looking at pre-workouts, it's just like big stim. So obviously, yeah. we're going to have caffeine stimmed, but what you want to be able to do is like mental clarity, freshness, prolonged performance during the workout, and then a big thing will be skill acquisition yeah. and formation of better quality movement. So yeah. the longer you take this, you're not just going to have blunt an effect from a stim like you might get from a lot of pre-workouts. This is going to be something that hopefully over a course of time in training will also... Freshen you up after a day's work or pep you up for a big workout But when you're training should Potentiate a lot of the effects you're training
1: And it will be accumulative as well Like those nootropic effects aren't as Garth was saying It's not just like getting punched in the face mm-hmm. By a stimulant like you will notice A big difference over time
0: Yeah the, uh, the big stim isn't what we're Going for in this no, no
1: it will have stim in it
0: Yeah but it's going to be a training aid as much yeah. as it's going to be a stim Training is perfect it's an yeah. ergogenic aid Yeah as much as possible It's a so. performance enhancing drug that's not banned Will be in a tub this time. Yeah. So we've been uh, talking to manufacturer about the mixing process, and they're very confident. And of course, our you know QA or investigation will come back and hopefully 100%. show that it's all fine. Um, yeah. So top of it, very excited. Possibly this year, but it depends on a couple of different things. End we'll, of quarter four, start of quarter one. <laughs> I'd say Q one next year. Yeah, it should be good to go. Uh, it would be a good little pep up in January, you know, people get kinda sad a in January. Bit of pep. This'll get you This will get you right out of that little hole. I'm actually so excited to try yeah. the final like just uh, the scooper. Yeah. What flavor are we talking about again? I'm gonna be blue raspberry or else double apple.
1: Oh yeah, blue raspberry, yeah. The manufacturers' names are so funny on them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
1: I love blue. Zingy Raspberry. I love Blue Raspberry though. I love Blue Raspberry. Oh, I yeah, do you also love zingy
0: apples though. We could call it something stupid. Yeah. Like unicorn Stag blood I was going to say like Unicorn sperm U- <laughs> Unicorn droplets.
1: The nectar of the unicorn Yeah unicorn droplets uh, We're sponsoring two jiu-jitsu athletes This is so funny I'm not sure if I told you this God. We're sponsoring two jiu-jitsu athletes Phenomenal uh, Young uh, Youth athletes One of them got silver at Worlds last year The other one has won euros more times than me know one could even count And uh, They just got a gear sponsor Like a Rashguard Guy Sponsor And we're Sponsoring them For Euros And for Worlds I think And One of them Comes up to me And he's like Tara Can we Joey you sent us The logo Can we do Seek a strength But turn the stag Into a unicorn And I looked at him <laughs> And I said Stuart Under no Fucking circumstances Are you turning The stag Into a unicorn What the fuck? your Guy Well
0: it's all Sponsorships That's not how they work But I not a unicorn I was like
1: do you think we're giving you money to go and compete just so you can further crack have a unicorn? I'm a pretty
0: little gee. <laughs> no, you cannot. You absolutely cannot. Wait, is it the is it the the English emblem has the unicorn? Is it or the steak? no? One of them is a unicorn on it, Yeah, maybe it's a royal emblem. Not so, a unicorn, surely. The well, English one is the three lions. One of them has a unicorn on it. If someone wants to Wales has a dragon. They got they looked at well there with their thing. We have a fucking shamrock like. So much cooler things in what Ireland. What do you mean? I saw the funniest thing ever. There's this thing right on the TikTok where it's the Wild Haggis Foundation and there's right. like everyone's pretending that haggis is a real thing and they got AI to generate a photo of haggis. So it's like a little lamb With like weird little feet Oh my god I have to show you Like the haggis is an animal look. Yeah it's not like And a load of people Believe it And one fellow's like Loads of people no. in the comments Are like yeah my great granddad Used to breed haggis for racing <laughs> Look The last pair of domesticated haggis
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do they think When they eat them now The
0: no, it's a joke like It's the Haggis Wildlife Foundation It's so, fun. so funny And a of people are is, like, I thought Haggis weren't real It's so funny Haggis is
1: amazingly good to eat It's basically like pudding, is it? But it's way better tasting than pudding It's like halfway between white pudding and black pudding But it tastes way better
0: <laughs> we like? just saw six wild Haggis on my way to work today <laughs> The rehabilitation is working great <laughs> Oh my god I Right, love it. go on I choose to hang enough of this. Enough for this.
1: Enough of this tamfoolery. You would be lucky to do it.